Hello, word nerds, and welcome to me talking to you in this new episode of The Dictionary. Um, I don't know how much you want to hear about my personal life, but I'm going to tell you something uh, that I did, um, uh, just because I thought it was kind of important, an important thing to pass along. Uh, so on Saturday, two days ago, I'm recording this on Monday, October 14th, um, and two days ago, we went to, along with some friends, we went to uh, the opening night event for Chicago Ideas Week. Um, and it's a week going on right now um, where a lot of people talk about ideas. Uh, that's the best description I could give because I don't really know the, all the details or all the people who are talking and what they're talking about. Uh, but the uh, the people who were speaking during the Saturday night opening event were all really great. Uh, but two in particular I wanted to talk about. The first one, who was the reason why we went in the first place, was David Lynch. Uh, and he is an amazing artist. That's kind of the, just the best way to describe him. He's made TV shows and he's a filmmaker, but he's also um, a painter and a sculptor. And he just as in his own words, he literally lives the art life, and he's been very lucky to do that. Um, most of what he talked about was meditation. I'm not going to get into that other than just to say I think it is really beneficial for every single person to just sit quietly once or twice a day, eyes closed, for 10 to 30 minutes, anywhere in between there, and it just really helps to reset yourself. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to do anything. You don't need to have a mantra or a breathing exercise or anything. Just sit there and reset yourself. And I'm going to try and do that this afternoon. Um, but the other person that I wanted to talk about was Pete Holmes. He is a comedian um, who's great. I think he's very funny. He's very exuberant and crazy, but he's also very funny. And the one thing that I want to pass along that he said was, I'll put it in as short a way as I can, which is basically um, accept and be gracious for every moment of your life, whether it's positive or negative. And it's really easy to be gracious for the positive stuff, but we're not gracious, uh, we're not grateful for the negative stuff. So even in those moments, Always just say to yourself or out loud or whatever, yes, thank you. Be appreciative for every moment in your life, no matter what it is, because it's there for a reason. And I think it will help you if you just appreciate it. And I appreciate these words that I am about to read. So let's get into them. First word is Argentine, A-R-G-E-N-T-I-N-E. This is the first form of two. It's an adjective from the 15th century, and it means silver or silvery. In fact, those are synonyms. And uh, that's very much related to the last couple words in the last episode. Now we have the second form of Argentine. This is a noun from 1577. Synonym is silver, and then it says also any of various similar materials. Again, I'm not really sure why they couldn't combine these uh, into one, but they didn't, so we're going to move on. Next, we have Argentite. This is a noun from circa 1868, a dark gray or black mineral of metallic luster that, cons that consists of native sulfide of silver and is a valuable silver ore. Next, we have... 
Argil, A-R-G-I-L. This is a noun from the 14th century. We have the synonym clay, especially the synonym potter's clay. Uh, yeah. The etymology, uh, it says argos, the Greek word argos, which means white. So maybe potter's clay is white. I did a little bit of pottery and ceramic work when I was a kid, and then I took a ceramics class in high school. I didn't really get too in-depth with it, but um, I made a really cool mask. If you've ever seen the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey, or is it just called Mask? I think it's The Mask, um, because mask is a different word. I made, I recreated the mask that he has in that movie, and I actually think it turned out pretty damn good. All right, next we have Argillaceous. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. A-R-G-I-L-L-A-C-E-O-U-S. This is an adjective from circa 1731 of relating to or containing clay or clay minerals. And this synonym is a good one. It is... God, this sounds like something I would have made up. Uh, It is the word clayey. Excuse me. C-L-A-Y-E-Y. I had no idea that that was a real word. Now we have argillite. This is a noun. A noun? A noun? From 1795. I'm guessing it has to do with clay again. A compact uh, argillaceous rock cemented by silica and having no slatty or slaty cleavage. Who boy, Mark would have a field day with that one. Uh, all right, next we have arginase. This is a noun from 1904. A crystalline enzyme that converts naturally occurring arginine into ornithine and urea. Golly, those are some scientific words. Sorry about that. Next, we have arginine. Yep, that was in the previous definition. This is a noun from 1886. A crystalline or crystalline basic amino acid, C6H14N4O2, derived from guanidine or guanidine. Next, we have argive or argive. Capital A-R-G-I-V-E. This is an adjective from 1598 of or relating to the Greeks or Greece and especially the Archaean or Archean city of Argos or the surrounding territory of Argolis. And if we look back to the previous episode, um, I think there was something related to this what was it? Oh, yes, it was the Areopagite or Areopagus. Uh, that is uh, the, the Supreme Tribunal of Athens. All right, Argive uh, is also a noun. And that's good for that. Next is a fun one. It is the word Argle Bargle. You heard me. Uh, there is a hyphen in between Argle and Bargle. This is a noun from 1872. It is chiefly British, (laughs) and the synonym is argy-bargy. These are just fun. We're having a good time, aren't we, people? Uh, Let's see. The etymology, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to understand this exactly. Uh, So I guess all argle is an alternative of the word argue. Um, But other than that, I don't know what it's saying. So we are going to move on to argo. 
capital A-R-G-O. This is a noun from 1565. A large constellation in the southern hemisphere line principally between Canis Major and the Southern Cross. I don't know my constellation so good, but that's one of them. Next we have Argol, A-R-G-O-L. This is a noun from the 14th century. Crude tartar deposited in wine casks during aging. I don't think that is the tartar uh, tartar sauce that you dip your fish into, um, but or it's the tartar, or it's not the tartar that goes on your teeth. Um, but tartar must be a word, uh, a general word that is used for, um, I don't know, something that's left behind, deposited. In this case, it's deposited in wine casks during aging and on your teeth. It's deposited after you eat and you brush away as much as you can when you brush your teeth. By the way, are you brushing your teeth regularly? Are you flossing regularly? Are you going to the dentist regularly? If not, you should probably do those things because you should take care of your teeth. This message brought to you by my teeth. Uh, next, we have argon. This is a noun from 1894. A colorless, odorless, inert, gaseous element found in the air and in volcanic gases and used especially in welding, lasers, and electric bulbs. And it tells me to see the element table. Which element is it? Do you know off the top of your head? Because I don't. This is from Greek, or it is a Greek word. It's the neutral of argos. It's, oh, yeah, argon. Yep, that's our word. Uh, argos means idle or lazy. And that is from A plus ergon, which means work. So it's the opposite of that. And that is from its relative inertness. So I guess that means it just doesn't really do much. It's lazy and idle. And there's more at the word work. All right, now we have Argonaut. There is a movie called Jason and the Argonauts. And I think this is related to that. Yep. Um, okay, this is a noun from the 14th century. 1A is capitalized. Any of a band of heroes sailing with Jason in quest of the Golden Fleece. 1B, an adventurer engaged in a quest. 2, we have the synonym Paper Nautilus. Uh, Yes, go see the movie Jason and the Argonauts. I think there might be a few of them, but the first one in particular, um, it's from the 60s maybe. Ray Harryhausen did the stop motion animation for it, and it is awesome. Um, especially the fight with the skeletons. You should check it out. Uh, Let's see. This is from the Greek Argonautes, which is from the word Argo, which is a ship in which the Argonauts sailed. Uh, And then plus, plus, so it's Argo plus Nautes, N-A-U-T-E-S, which means sailor. And there's more at the word nautical. Next, we have Argosy. A-R-G-O-S-Y. This is a noun from 1581. One, a large ship, especially a large merchant ship. As in, three of your Argoses are come to harbor. Uh, there were some, there was an ellipses in the middle, uh, but uh, yes, that is the quote from Shakespeare. Good old Shakespeare. Number two, a fleet of ships. Three, a rich supply. As in, 
an argosy of railway folklore. And that is from F.P. Donovan. The etymology says this is modified of the Italian ragusia, ragusia, uh, which is uh, a ragusan vessel. And that is from ragusa, which is Dalmatia, which is now Dubrovnik, Croatia. I don't really understand what it's saying, but it's basically saying it's a, a vessel of some kind. Next, we have Argot, or Argot. A uh, couple of versions are, are acceptable. acceptable. Uh, A-R-G-O-T. This is a noun from 1842, an often more or less secret vocabulary and idiom peculiar to a particular group, as in, shoved into a taxi by a porter whose argot I couldn't understand. And that is from Alan Tate. Uh, yeah, argot is the first pronunciation uh, but it does look like our goat is another one. Next, we have arguable. This is an adjective from circa 1611. One, open to argument, dispute, or question. Number two, that can be plausibly or convincingly argued. Next, we have arguably. This is an adverb from 1890. As may be argued or shown by argument, as in, an arguably effective strategy. Also is in, arguably, the greatest writer of his era. And obviously, they're talking about me. Next and last word for this episode is argue. A-R-G-U-E. This is a verb from, do-do-do-do-do, the 14th century. It looks like we are going to start with the intransitive definitions. There are two. Number one, to give reasons for or against something. Synonym is reason, as in, argue for a new policy. Number two, to contend or disagree in words. Synonym is dispute, as in, argue about money. Oh, it's never good when you argue about money, is it? All right, now we have the transitive definitions. Number one, to give evidence of. Synonym is indicate. As in, the facts argue his innocence. Number two, to consider the pros and cons of. Synonym is discuss. As in, argue an issue. Number three, to prove or try to prove by giving reasons. Synonym is maintain. As in, asking for a chance to argue his case. Number four, to persuade by giving reasons. Synonym is induce, as in couldn't argue her out of going. And we have a final synonym for all of them. It is, again, the word discuss. Arguer is a noun. And let's look at the etymology. Um, Let's see. This is from uh, Anglo-French, arguer, which means to reprove or argue. And it's from Latin, arguere, which means to demonstrate or prove. Um, also from arguer, which we already read, from Latin, argu, argutare, which means to prate, P-R-A-T-E, uh, frequently of arguere, which is akin to the hit, H-I-T-T, is that Hittite? Is that the language? Um, which is the word arguai, which means to plead or respond. So that is it for the words. We are definitely going to give it to Argle Bargle. 
which uh, the synonym is, if you don't remember, argy-bargy, because, I mean, I think it's pretty clear. All right, thank you very much for listening to this ridiculous podcast. Send me a message on Instagram, follow me. I post stupid pictures. Uh, I've got a Twitter and a Facebook and an email. Say hi, and I'm going to say bye.